Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. She had a demon in a box. She's like, she, she's like, I have a, my, it, it, and I think she even called it her pet demon. And I was yeah, like, so. what the heck? And she, and she's like, it's okay. He's locked in there. He can't come out unless I tell him to. I'm like, you're so delusional. What is going on here? I was like, no way. I, I was like, I just want to come up here, curl underneath the covers and sleep in a haunted location. And everybody's trying to get demons in a box. And I was like, no way. This is going to be nuts. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. Before we get into today's show, though, I want to let you guys know as members, just to remind you that we are doing the Gatlinburg Conference here in Gatlinburg, Tennessee on September 30th. Information is in the description of this episode. So if you're interested in coming out and seeing me do a live show in Gatlinburg, that might be of interest to you to check out the link below. Also, just let you guys know, this is the first time I'm announcing this, I am going to be a vendor at the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Conference this year. I ordered, I ordered, I reserved a table to be a vendor there. And actually where I'm going to be located is, I believe, right at the main entrance of the conference. So when you walk in, I think I'm the first table you're going to see. And so I don't think you'll miss me if you go. So if you're interested in coming out to the conference, meeting me, checking things out, I'll put a link to that in the below description so you know where to get your tickets for the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Conference in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. All right. This week we have Laura coming on and Laura and I sat down to reminisce on some trips that we went on as a 
the confessionals tour I, if you guys remember uh i would say about two years ago we did our first tour then we did a second tour laura went on both and we talk about our journey on these trips going to haunted locations and what we experienced at both locations and laura also talks about her other personal experiences with the paranormal it's a good conversation i hope you enjoy it let's get to laura right now All right, today we got Laura on the show. Laura, what's going on? Not much. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, Laura. So uh, you and I and a bunch of other people have gone ghost hunting together, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yes. Definitely had some results too. Yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience for sure. Uh, I don't think I've ever really had a guest on the show before talking about their experiences at Burnbray or the Shanley Hotel. And uh, I figured, you know what, we'll start the conversation off here. Usually we start off in the beginning of somebody's life. Tell me when the day you were born, and we'll work our way forward. Uh, But today we're going to start off in uh, uh, our genesis of how we got to know each other. Um, And that would be the Burn Bray trip. Now, I'm not sure if you had experiences on the Burn Bray trip. I don't remember. I know... It sticks out like a sore thumb, the Shanley, obviously for obvious reasons. But uh, did you have uh, any experiences at the Burnbray? I know other people did. Yeah, I definitely did. I don't really um, care for that place. I know they said that. I mean, it's not that bad, but I know they said that all the spirits there were supposed to be good. But stuff happened to me that I don't believe that. Yeah. I mean, do you want me to get right into that? Yeah, go. For, yeah, go for it. Because uh, I know. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. What was his name? I know. I know who you're. Um, Cleet, right? No, is it Cleet? No. Yeah, Cleet. Cleet. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it was Cleet because I'm thinking Clint, and I'm like, that's not right. Right. Yeah. It was, it was Cleet. Yeah. So actually, you know what? Let me tell his story a little bit, and then yeah, and then we'll go into yours because it might lay the groundwork a little bit, just so people understand that weird things happen. And feel free to add details in if I missed something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we went on the Burn Bray trip, which was the first uh, tour that the confessionals did, where we had listeners from all over the country, California to uh, I forget everywhere else, but people came from all over the place to uh, hop on a bus with me in the Philadelphia area, ride up to New York, and spend a night at the Burnbray Mansion, which is supposed to be a very haunted location. Uh, actually, the whole property is supposed to be very haunted. And um, I, I didn't have any experiences there. Uh, but the thing that stands out the most to me is this guy, Cleet, who uh, he, he was a character from the jump. And a uh, real nice guy, uh, what, wanted to just make people laugh and have a good time. And in fact, I think he was probably the most lighthearted, jovial person out of everybody. Like he was just a, a character, just there to have some fun and make some memories. And at some point, I think it was, it was, was it during the night that he had? So how it started was we... We're all kind of in, I guess, what you would call the living room or entrance room when you first walk into the into the mansion. 
And the um, paranormal investigators there were kind of giving us the rundown of how we were going to split up and go from room to room and do all this stuff. And she's telling us about the spirits that are there. And Cleet says something along the lines of like, you know, show me your real or just kind of more or less taunting a spirit to get proof. And that just, he should have never did that. And didn't so they, did, and didn't they say, yeah. And didn't they say that the, the, whatever it was in the house had uh, issues with men or being challenged or something like that? Yeah. And, and she had told us the story, the one investigator that there was this real big buff macho guy who came and had said something taunting the spirits. Like, I don't believe in you or, you know, more along the lines of come at me, bro kind of thing. And they just jumped him and this guy was like sobbing the rest of the night. Yeah. He was just so that's, crying the whole yeah. time. That's exactly what happened to Cleet then. Uh, he, he got super depressed. Uh, and, uh, it, it kind of, I think it ruined his experience the whole rest of the time because he just, uh, was very sad and, uh, we got on the bus to leave the next day and he just wasn't talking to anybody. Uh, and it wasn't until, uh, we got further away, he started coming out of his shell again. But, uh, what's interesting about him, and I, I don't know if there's an update here, but the last I, uh, talked to Creed, who is my brother-in-law and kind of organized the whole trip through his company, uh, something interesting happened with Cleet because Cleet, uh, he, he kept in touch with Creed over time. And at one point he texted Creed and said that something like he was in a lot of trouble. He went to Vegas and got mixed up with the wrong people. Uh, I'm not sure if that means he had some gambling debts or what, but he said that this might be the last time you ever hear from me. And then Creed shortly afterwards texted him back like, what are you talking about, dude? And it was iPhone to iPhone, so it was the blue bubbles. And when he texted him back, it came up green, which means that the phone was either turned off or disconnected. And every time he texts him now, the phone is green. And so we don't know what happened to Cleet. And uh, it, it seems like, you know, he, he's a very adventurous spirit. And so we're hoping that uh, it, the, the road he went down, if, if anything bad happened to him, we hope it didn't happen because he had a hitchhiker from the Burn Bray. Uh, but it, it's a very interesting story that kind of, derived from the Burnbray, us meeting Cleet and what we know of him so far at this point. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I hope maybe there's a chance he's still out there and he hears this, like, you yeah. know, send an email to Lindsay or make a comment on the Instagram post or something, but or, or I don't know. It call just... Creed or text Creed something. Uh, right. Cause yeah. last we talked about him, Creed was like, I don't know whatever happened to him. He just disappeared after that text. And, um, it's strange, strange. It's scary. It's nerve wracking. Uh, I, I, I hope he's okay. We just don't know. We have no idea. Uh, but that was the burn braid that I remember. Uh, what, 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 what are there anything? Is there anything that you actually went through that you could uh, share? Yeah. So I do remember that we had split up into three groups and then I was in your group and we did have 
I don't, can't remember exactly what we were doing, but we were kind of having communication in the one room with the, were we doing like a spirit box or there was something. And then all of a sudden we were getting answers and all of a sudden the, the recorder or whatever just went completely dead and that was it. Mm. And when we were in that room, I do remember hearing footsteps in the hallway. So, and it was, we know that it was nobody else because everybody was in their own separate rooms and we went into what we had called a lockdown. So three different investigators had all three groups and all of the doors were shut. So we heard footsteps in the hallway. And then do you remember anything about that recorder? Cause I can't remember exactly what it was that we were no. trying to do. No, I, I, I would, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was very much in observation mode, uh, on both those trips, uh, doing that kind of stuff makes me very uncomfortable. So figured I'll film it. And I know that's what I was doing to Shanley. Um, burn, yeah. burn Bray. I don't remember much. <laughs> at all uh, I think it's a, it was like a blur it's like my wedding day it's just a big blur big <laughs> but uh um no I I I, uh, I don't remember much from burn Bray but uh Shanley I think it's probably because it's the most recent uh, journey we went on that is something I I, I think I'll, I'll remember for a long time just because of the situation surrounding it all um and I, I yeah. guess I guess with that, I, I would say, uh, I, let, let's start off with your with, with what happened with you, uh, and then I'll talk about uh, stuff that happened after you were kind of out of the picture. Um, but I, I'll tell you, like on on these trips, I'm observing things and I'm watching you know things unfold, and I'm just kind of sitting there with the camera, like filming, you know, and I, uh, Shanley was one of those situations where I was like, I'm, I'm standing there filming and I'm not even kidding you. There's a lot of times that I was just praying against what was going on. Cause I was like, this is not, this is, oh boy. You know? Yeah. So if it's okay with you, I have a couple things from burn Bray that I'd kind of like to add before we get sure. into Shanley. Yeah. Cause it'll, I don't know. It, it makes me sound a little more credible. Like I'm not making these experiences up or something, but so anyways, we went into another room and we were doing the, you had a EMF detector. We did all that. We were asking questions and we were getting responses with the, you know, it lighting up and going into the, into the red with the EMF. And then we had gone into the attic and at one point we had shut off all the lights, I think in the attic and it just had this really weird vibe. And another group had said that they felt um, pressure in their chest or like a choking feeling when they walked over to the one corner. I didn't walk over there. And I remember standing there and I had, it's summertime, so I had ripped jeans on. And I started to feel this like cold breeze on my on my legs like my thighs and then I start to feel this like weird kind of like staticky feeling on uh the back of my like not really the back of my neck but the back of my like shoulder blade and up in there and then next thing you know it's almost time to be out and then Creed and Jen walk in the room that's his girlfriend's name right Jen yeah so they they walk into the attic and Jen has a, a dress on she walks in and she's like, oh, my thighs, like my legs are feel really cold. And I was like, thank you, because I feel like 
nobody else experienced that. And everybody was like, oh, there's just a draft from from the door or whatever. And mind you, this is in, I think, June we went and it was hot. So it was, we were in a stuffy attic and I remember feeling that cold air and she felt it too, which is kind of funny because it seems like, you know, the Shanley trip, I went and Jen was there and her and I usually have a lot of the same experiences. And so that night um, when we went to bed, I had my own room, but I was too scared to sleep alone. So I had said to this other girl, I'm like, can I sleep in here with you? Because there was two beds. She's like, absolutely. So we go to bed and we're talking and then finally she falls asleep and I'm laying there and I'm just like praying because I'm so uncomfortable and I'm just praying, please leave me alone. I'm very tired. I just want to get some sleep. And I'm finally starting to drift off and I'm laying on my side and I feel something touch like my upper thigh. And I immediately jolt awake and I'm like, you know, did I just imagine that? Like what's going on? So, so I pray again, I close my eyes about to drift off to sleep and I feel another touch a little higher up and I'm like, okay, I'm definitely getting touched by something here. And then this is the part that I don't like to tell this part of the story because I feel like it makes me sound crazy. But when I was close, I closed my eyes and this image of my dog's paws all bloody flashed into my mind. And it made me really angry because to give you a little backstory, that summer before I went on the trip, I have a German shepherd and her back legs went out. And she just could hardly even walk. So when she would walk, her paws, her knuckles would drag on the ground and they would get bloody. So now I got an image of this on in my head as I'm trying to fall asleep for no reason at all other than I'm thinking some kind of ghost or spirit entity put this in my head to make me upset. And you know, maybe a few months later, I had talked to another paranormal investigator from Canada, and he had been doing this investigating for about 30 years. And he, I told him the story, and he said, yeah, I've heard stories like that before. So it just kind of lined up. And that was basically my experiences from Burnbray. And I remember the women next to us that were friends, they had I guess they said they heard like the wind howling and there was dogs barking that night or something. Do you remember them talking about that? Nope. (laughs) Well, yeah, they they were saying that and there was something about that. It wasn't even windy that night. So it was awfully strange. Yeah, it is. It is. uh, Shoot. Maybe it was dog man coming, you know? Yeah. I got to work dog man in every conversation guys. Uh, But uh, (laughs) No, I I, uh, I remember that that was very uh, very much a, a a nothing burger for me uh, of a of a trip. I I also was uh, pretty occupied with my, my. I brought my son. I brought my son and my wife. Uh, or it was no, it? you brought Gemma. Oh yeah, it was brought Gemma. See, I can't remember. Any, I can't remember anything. Um, yeah, I brought Gemma. And I thought my memory was bad. No, yeah, I I just uh, listen. I, I'm. I only got so much bandwidth and usually as soon as I empty out some storage space, it gets filled up with something else pretty quickly. Uh, so anyways, let's, uh, let's move to the Shanley. Okay. Because this is something that I can, 
I can talk about a little bit more. Uh, I I got there, and so let me just tell the audience this: uh, I didn't know much of anything about both these trips. Uh, they were planned by Creed and Jen, and I was just sponsoring it with my audience, and and it was a collaboration. I uh, I didn't know the bus drivers. I didn't know uh, the people coming on the trip until they got there. I didn't know the people running the destinations we're going to. Didn't know any of it. Didn't know who was going to be you know doing walkthroughs and stuff that night as far as investigations go and who's leading it as far as the people that we, we brought in or Creed and Jen brought in kind of thing. Like I just going in very blind. Uh, and I get to the Shanley. And we pull up to it and I was like, oh, this is really run down, you know, like, because the Burnbray was a very nice old mansion up, up kept well, it, very nice. They, they, they served dinner and stuff on, on, on nice uh, plates and things like that. Um, it, Shanley on, from the outside, first first experience was, oh yeah, that place is haunted. That that place is haunted for do you sure. Remember, do you remember what I said when we pulled up? It just came out of my mouth. I, vaguely, you said. I think you, it was some expletives. It was. Yeah, I won't. I'm not going to say it on here. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you, you you had a vibe from the jump, and I, and and I and I, I I certainly did too. I just. As the guy who's, you know, bringing people and stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Inside, I'm like, I'm not looking forward to this one, you know? Uh, and we walk in and it just looks like your classic haunted old building, like an old saloon type kind of vibe, you know, like an old Western. And you walk over to the check-in area where there's two ladies who run the place and turns out they're the ones that do paranormal investigations there and they're going to be helping that night and showing you, you know, the spookies. Well, that is when it got interesting because I started getting some vibes about the whole situation at that point. And I was like, it's just going to be fine. It's just going to be fine. It's going to be fine, Tony. It's fine. And, and I'm like, uh, we're waiting to get our keys to the rooms and stuff. And I think I was the last one to get my key and uh, people are dispersing throughout the house and they're showing where everybody's supposed to sleep. Everybody's getting their own room. And uh, I think somehow I, I, with, without sounding too wimpy, I was like, I, I think it's best that Jack stays with me. Cause, uh, we, uh, we need to make sure we keep things on a wrap, uh, equipment, all that stuff. <laughs> And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was, I was uh, anyways, uh, Jack and I get our room and I could hear you upstairs talking pretty emotionally about something. And I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to keep, keep going and pretend I don't hear what she's saying. And I'm just going to keep going to my room with my little brother, Jack. And then we're sitting there in our room getting settled in and the lady comes in and she is talking to us. And then you and Donnie come in and you are a mess. And I'll let you take it from there. So let me... This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.